Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can support the show financially by going to blackandgoldhockey.com and clicking on the fanatics.com banner before shopping online. You can also purchase exclusive Black and Gold Hockey podcast merchandise in the official B&G shop. And now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show. Everyone's fans, welcome back to episode 120 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. We are recording on March 17th, 2019, St. Patty's Day. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to all who listen out there. Um, the, uh, episode 20 is brought to you by Seat Giant. If you are going to a Bruins game or any concert anywhere in the in North America, please go to SeatGiant.com. Or if you're in Canada, go to SeatGiant.ca. Use promo code. BNGP to save yourself a little money. That's BNGP on SeatGiant.ca in Canada or the United States SeatGiant.com. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we a little hiatus. I uh, had some internet problems last Sunday, so we were unable to do a show. But um, welcome back, Court. Welcome back, Rob. Glad to have you both back after the the little break, which probably wasn't a bad thing, right? No, the only difference is the difference in the record, kind of. Yeah, yeah seriously, and, last show would have been like, <laughs> Yeah, it would have been such <laughs> like, a happy yeah. show, and then, yeah, a bit crazy. Well, I'm glad to hear that you both are well, and uh, let's get started with some topics. Just really quick on the on last, um, last week's games, um, 
I mean, they come off of a nine game. I'm sorry, a 19 game point streak, which was amazing, and then dropped uh, three, uh, notably to Pittsburgh, Columbus, and Winnipeg Jets. But uh, last night, come around with a huge uh, two to one overtime win and a little bit of redemption in what happened on Tuesday last week from the Columbus Blue Jackets. So. Um, I'm still positive on the season. I mean, they're still sitting in second place. They're four behind the Maple Leafs. Uh, Toronto. Four uh, yeah, four, four in front. Thank you, sir. And, um, I mean, which is good. I mean, you're not catching Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is 19 points ahead, and they're the only team in the league that clinched uh, a playoff spot. So, that's – I mean, it's got 10 games remaining. That's not going to happen. So, um, oh, no. but you got you got to stay in front of Toronto – and because it's very important for that home ice advantage, in my opinion. Uh, thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, the good thing is Toronto lost last night to Ottawa. So, I mean, as long as we keep ahead of them, and then I kind of want someone else to take their spot. But for me, Toronto's still the, the boogie team this season. I don't really want to face them in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Rob. Like, the Leafs, uh, they have played... Leafs have let five-plus goals in the last four straight games. Their number one goaltender has looked like a bag of crap. Um, Garrett Sparks looked terrible. Their backup goaltender looked terrible. Um, they have looked absolutely horse horse poo out there. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Last year, the Boston Bruins couldn't beat the Leafs in the regular season once. I think we beat them one game. Sorry, my apologies. This year, it's the opposite, yet, I don't know. Toronto media right now is saying that the Leafs can't beat the Bruins, but anything can happen in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I it. still think right now, the Bruins will beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think this Boston team is, um, you know, considering even though we did lose, just lose three games in a row, they just lost three games in a row, still with no pasta, with no Grizz. They lost uh, Krug to concussion. Um this team has just been persevering all year. So Toronto Maple Leafs doesn't show me they have anything. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, f- for me, personally, uh, I, I respect the Maple Leafs organization and everything, but I o- honestly love hearing the fans being pissed off at a, a goaltender, uh, particularly Frederick Anderson. So it just proves to uh, NHL Bruins fans uh, that – um, goaltending problems do happen elsewhere and, and other ones, other organizations, fans, they, they shit on their goaltending too. So uh, just just a, a fact that it happens oh. elsewhere in the, the NHL. They've been so lucky this year. They have Halak, who's a backup, who could be a starter on any team. 1A, 1B. Like, it's crazy this year how good yeah. this team is. And they're still second right behind the Islanders who are having a, just an outstanding year in front of them defensively. I'm not saying anything about Anders Lee and, 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 and others on that team that are really, you know, pushing forward without the, you know, the role of John Tavares who went to Toronto. So, um, you know, hopefully they'll stay involved in that. I, I like what I'm seeing from both of these goaltenders and it's hard to find anything wrong with them. I mean, I know the three game stretch that they went through on the road wasn't very good and it didn't add to the, uh, the the woes of the of the road um, record. So, you know, hopefully something's better than expected. I, I you know, and especially the upcoming week. It's not it's not something that shouldn't be taken lightly. 
either. No game should be. No, especially not. So, so we'll see what happens. It's uh, it's very interesting to say the least. You know, the Leafs. I think the Bruins match up better against the Leafs than they do Tampa for obvious reasons. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a score, score, score team, but they have zero def- zero defense, and now they've lost Dermot and they've lost Gardner. So they're in a lot of trouble. Their fan base is scared, and they should be. But can the Boston? The real question is. I think they can get by the Leafs, but can they get by Tampa Bay? This team does feel like, um, I don't know, I hate to use the word team of destiny, but, jeez, uh, they're playing well. Yeah. They're winning games they need to. Um, the guys are stepping up, and they still don't have pasta. They still don't have so many guys in this lineup. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the upcoming games, there's three of them this week. Uh, they play the Islanders on Tuesday night, March 19th. Uh, they play the New Jersey Devils on the road again on the 21st. That's Thursday. And wrap up the week on Saturday on the road in Florida. Um, and then, obviously, staying in Florida, they have the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning after that. So, yeah. yeah. And then, it, I mean, this season has just gone by way too freaking fast for me. It just seems like it just started a month ago. But it always happens like that. But, um I still think if this team was healthy all year, they would be miles ahead in the standings in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, or, or, or competitively close to Tampa Bay, which is leading the whole league right now. Mm, they're really good. I know. <laughs> uh, moving on to the topics, we have a ton. That's why we're trying to fly right through these. Um, is uh, we got to talk about Patrice Bergeron passing uh, 800 points. Last night, I believe he ended the the night with eight oh one. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, he had the assist on Marshall's goal as well, didn't? He? Yeah. Yes. So uh, he continues to just be a, a workhorse of this team, and and just an unbelievable person on and off the ice. But uh, this accomplishment just goes along with so many others that that you could just tag him in, in Hall of Fame ballots with pretty much any accomplishment that he's done thus far. So uh, just continued thoughts on what he's done to, for this team on and off the ice. Well, the thing is, like, especially this year, it's been really good because not only is he having a career year, but he's past 1,000 games played, past 800 points, and he could still go on to have a few more points by the end of the season. It, it's just crazy what he's been doing this, this year. Uh, it came back from injury and was just as unreal as he started the season. Uh, there's just no... He, he is just Mr. Consistency. Like, every time you put him on the ice, you know what you're getting, and it's 100%. So, one of the best players in the league by far. So, he's the sixth Bruin to do it, to reach 800 points. He also became the third Bruin player in franchise to record a point in 15-plus games on three different occasions at home. So the only other two Bruins that have done it are Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito. So to be in that company, I think it says it all. Yeah. Um, he's just – Jesus, he's just Patrice Bergeron. Um, he's a he's a first-dollar Hall of Famer. He's definitely going to have his number hanging from the rafters. And the day he retires – is going to be a sad day and not just for Bruins fans. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and looking at the cap right now, he's got three full seasons left under contract 
at 6.8 million. And so, well, how old will he be in that end? Oh, I'm not sure. It says he's 33 right now. So he'll be 36. Yeah. Oh, so. he'll be playing after that. So here's my question to you guys, real quickly. We'll see. He's a quiet guy and he's a family guy. Yeah. We'll see. But his point production is never quiet, especially coming later on in the in his career as it is today. But with three more seasons, does he have the potential to crack 1,000 points in his career? Oh yeah, I don't think so. Absolutely. In three more seasons, you're gonna get 200 more. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my math was terrible. Yeah. Agree with Rob. Me too. I'm raising my hand. My math about, is awful. He's he's on pace for about 80 points a season. So he'll definitely I mean, crack that. Yeah. Or, or if not, come close to it. Yeah, as long yeah. as he's just injured. Yeah. Well, he's on pace for 220 over the next three seasons, plus you've got the rest of this season and the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs the other three years, and what has been like 15 points per playoffs if they've gone past the second round, so... Yeah, he's really. I, I think really... he'll make it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and hope... the good thing is, he's he's the most he's the calmest person when it comes to playoffs as well. Like you've seen it, he shows no emotion whatsoever. He played with, uh, didn't he play with a punctured lung while he had a tap, actually through his ribs into his lung to make him breathe. He did, and he played. Th- yeah, he played through that, and you could see no pain on his face, no nothing. The guy is unreal. Well, you can also see, okay, like, Conor McGregor came into the dressing room, whether we feel how we feel about that guy personally, but everybody else was all goo-goo all over it, and he was just like, yeah, how you doing? (laughs) After the game, if you saw the video, he's giving hugs to everybody, and Bergeron just gives him a handshake. He's like, cool, all right, you know, we won the hockey game. That's all that matters. Bergeron's business, business, business. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just, I don't know, something about this team this year. Got me, uh... Got me a little uh, reminiscent of a former Bruins team. Yes. Yeah. And for some reason, a lot of the like streaks that they're breaking and the records that they're breaking go back to that team that you're remembering. Yeah. So. It's, I also yeah. think Halak comes in slow. Bruce will have no problem putting in Halak, and the team has no problem playing in front of either goalie. Yeah. Definitely. I think that they're only about winning now. Whoever yeah, plays, whether it's a rookie comes up from Providence or whatever, they play the same way. They do exactly the same. It's all about winning. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to our next topic uh, and, and and winning and production. How about Charlie Coyle playing with Krejci? Is that a good thing or a bad thing on that second line? And what do you do? Well, we'll save the the whole pass the neck thing for another topic later on. But your thoughts on uh, Charlie Coyer playing with David Krejci? Right now, it's a good thing going down the stretch. It's not a good thing. I think, to me, Charlie Coyle is a center. Like, look at last night. He got put in on two draws where Krejci was thrown out and won both of them. Uh, the guy was like 90% during his first three games as a Bruin. On the face-off dot, he had ridiculous face-off win percentage. I would have the guy play the third-line center. But like I said, right now, with all the injuries that have happened, you want a guy like that. Because you're not going to put Bacchus on that second line. 
and I don't think anyone else fits there. Um, I think he's a third-line center as well. I really do think as soon as he is ready, Johansson will be that second-line right winger. I know we're going to talk about it, but I think Johansson will be the winger, and uh, Coyle will be that third-line center with uh, Heinen. And, and I think Coyle, like, I'm, uh, I'm getting to the point where cool, yeah, you know, Donato got another two goals. That's cool. They're two different players, people. Stop comparing the two. It's just hilarious. Like, I understand they got trans- they got traded for, but they are different guys. They have nothing to do with each other at all. Like, they literally are different guys. Donato's a defensive def- – uh, I mean, Donato's an offensive guy. And Coyle, the thing I like about him is Rob pointed out, he wins his draws. He's strong on the puck. He's always got his feet moving. He, you know, he, he missed the net last night. And I felt bad for him. He missed it. But he had some good opportunities last night in the game. But he seems to be very strong on the puck and strong on the corners. He's going to be able to create offense. He's not going to be the guy that gets the offense. He's a lot like Krejci where he he's good with the puck and he, he does a lot of great things in the corners and makes other people around him better. I think he will be an asset in the playoffs as the third-line center. He'll be able to he'll be matching up against probably Kadri, if you do the math. So another strong person uh, at the faceoff. It's nothing but an asset. He can't be on the wing. I don't think he's. I think the only reason he's on the wing right now is because they got no other choice, and it provides him some confidence. Yeah. He got 17 minutes last night. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. Cassie's definitely believing in him, and and that's that's good. And and, and like you mentioned, Court, he does have a, a a strong defensive game, which is which is basically keeping him in the lineup. Uh, which is that, the opposite of Donato. Right. Um. So. My my concern with Coyle is uh, his his point production. I would really like to see more of him, um, and and possibly be put in situations where he can score. Um, that, that just those bottom lines and scoring goals, and, and it's just my opinion. I just like seeing it because I think Bruce really wants to roll with four lines of offensive depth, and that means depth as in getting points. And I mean go- goals win games, and. You know, I understand roles do, but there's a certain percentage of that that you have to say, "Hey, we need to score goals to win these games." So that's just that's just my crazy thinking. I just want to see yeah. him do better. I understand his, yeah. I understand where why he was here and why he was traded and so on, but I still want to see uh, some point production. But, but like, you... oh. sorry, I just sorry. The one thing that's driving me nuts about it is, and it's not your opinion. It's just the whole. If Donato wouldn't still would not be on this lineup, and he's a guy that can score goals, but Coyle being that third line center, I don't think his job is here, and I don't think Bruce expects him to score goals. I don't think that's why he was brought here. I think he was brought here to win faceoffs. If he gets if he gets some goals, you know that's a plus. But he's there to give the puck to his line mates. Yeah. I really don't. I really don't think his. If we can have him as our third line center, that actually does give you because he's going to be going up and get lesser matchups. It does give you that offense. He might get offense right now. He's on the second line. He's going against some great matchups. But I think once they get some lines, right now the biggest problem I think with this hockey club is is the injuries. Yeah, and it's mounting no up. Yeah, no one's getting no one's getting any any uh, chemistry or any confidence together. It doesn't exist. But also, if you look at the playing time of the third line when Charlie Coyle is on there, 
the time goes up huge when they've already scored a goal. Like when they're defending a lead, that third line is out there the majority of the time. Right. And they're shutting down first lines all across the NHL. And if you look at it, you bring Donato in. I mean, yeah, he might pot a couple of goals, but he's probably going to make some mistakes on the back end. Charlie Coyle doesn't. He creates that offense. He doesn't get the points, but he keeps them pinned in their own zone. The amount of times you see him holding the puck and skating around the back of the net and holding the guy off, like that's killing time off the clock. And if they're up by a goal, that does win games. And yeah, if we the, could get the offense from the first two lines, it'll be amazing. Yeah, and that's that's what I think they'll do in the playoffs. I think you'll see the first two lines roll out more often when they're down. But when they're up, you'll see that third and fourth line out there a hell of a lot because they'll just try and shut down the opponents as much as possible. Right. Bruce rewarded Coyle last night by putting him out at the beginning of the overtime. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely... that chance. Yeah, definitely positive signs that that he's getting increased roles with but, increased but, confidence. But I get I get your whole they they need to score and and I think I think and this is just correct me if I'm wrong I think that some of that comes from the fact that he was traded for a guy that's going out there and generating offense for another hockey club. Yeah, because and, and, I don't his role wasn't brought here to generate to score goals like Donato did. His role was to solidify that third line center, someone that can actually generate offense in that third line center yes they traded a lesser player right but you know, um, in lesser potential in my in my defense honestly and i think you guys still know this that it doesn't matter who they were trading for i think donato was going to be involved in the trade no matter what so yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not mad about losing a kid like that because he was going to be in, involved in any trade no matter what so his point but production is, is nothing to me it could have been Bjork on the way out, but because of the injury. Injury, yeah. I really think it would have been Bjork. Yeah, because if you, they're the two guys that have managed to crack the roster, but then disappoint the coach. Because both of them was were mainstays on the roster at some point, and then just didn't produce, caused bad turnovers, and then they they found their way back down to Providence, and I think. It could have been Bjork on the way out. I'm kind of glad it wasn't because Bjork has a bit more of a defensive game. But, I mean, the thing is, Bjork and Donato are kind of similar prospects. And you've still got Bjork, so I'm not too pissed off about it. And as we always say on here, not all these kids can play. Right. Yeah. And we're going to talk about a guy that's probably going to be taking any of these guys' spots next year anyway, so... Yeah. Let's, it, it, when they brought when they won the cup in 2011, they traded Blake Wheeler. Yeah. They had to trade Ryan Donato to fill a role this year. It's frustrating when they probably had a guy like Riley Nash that they probably could have just had there the whole time if they would have kept him. But Sweeney thought some of these kids could fill in. But you can't win a hockey. T- you can't win a Stanley Cup and you can't win hockey games with a bunch of young kids. Just ask the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right. It yeah. doesn't work. You need a mix. As much as we all have been saying it, oh, we want this, we want that. These... Donato, to me, with his comments, showed me he was immature and wasn't ready to play. And people got to realize, we all love Boston Bruins hockey. Well, the whole thing about Boston Bruins hockey is playing a two-way game. And if you don't play it, you don't play. Yeah. 
No, absolutely agree. Has, the, new, the new hotness is everybody loving Peter Kraherick. You know what? The kid played good, but he didn't play great. I, they keep saying, well, why is he out there instead of back? Why is Bacchus out there? Well, Bacchus plays the game that he's supposed to. It doesn't cost the team goals. Yes, Kloherrick can generate offense every now and then. But he also but he gives it up. More. Exactly. <laughs> it costs more than he does. Yeah. The good doesn't out. And with Boston Bruins, the good never outweighs the bad. Right. They're never going to change. That's just the way it is. And if you don't like it, cheer for another team. And when you talk about... We're just going to move on to the next subject right there because I like the segue. When you talk about good to bad, it was... Was that uh, I believe it was a Columbus Blue Jacket stick that was immediately running out of the the arena with um, the help of Zdeno Chara. Uh, did you guys oh, see? Did you guys see that, that was, stick flip? I was. Out. It was the Winnipeg Jets, and it was yeah. Mark Shifley's okay. stick. Okay, all right. Yeah. That Mi- was that thing took a ride. I yeah. could not he, believe how high that went. I don't get how he complained about it because. I'm sorry, but you're not holding your stick right if someone stick lifts you and it goes that far. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not gripping your stick at all. So what was he looking for? A slash on that play? No, it was. Uh, it's a penalty if you take the stick out of someone's hand, isn't it? Yeah, I think they call it interference if the if you're not playing the puck. Wow. I don't even know what a penalty is nowadays. <laughs> I had no shit. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty Coyle's sure. penalty last night was a joke. Yeah. yeah, the officiating has been sure terrible. They call, it, they call it slashing if you snap the stick in half, but if you take the stick out of the player's hand forcefully, I'm pretty sure they use it as a interference call. Hey, we're gonna take a quick break, but before I do that, I just want to give a couple shout outs. Um, happy birthday! Shout out to Richie, who turned nine years old today. I'm a good friend and co-worker of his mother, Kathleen. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. On the birth of their son, Charlie, last night, both uh, Bruins fans and uh, loyal listeners, so congrats to them. And uh, to my wife, Courtney, for uh, her test yesterday uh, in medical medical coding. So hopefully we, we're going to find out the results in about a week, but hopefully she passed and, and onward and upward for her and her career. So love you, babe, and keep up the great work. And uh, we'll be right back. Passion. Talent. Development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! David Backus. And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! All right, guys, we're back, and got this, this next topic is uh, one of my favorites coming out because it's it, basically Charlie McAvoy is coming out, and, and he's back into the season. He seems like he's he's completely healthy and engaged. Uh, I'm not saying that he wasn't he wasn't engaged earlier, but it just seems like everything is starting to come together at the right time for him, and a defensive core that seemed to be taking 
their beatings throughout the season. So McAvoy is uh, playing well lately, really elevating his play and, and, and looks like a leader out there as a young man. So thoughts on his uh, recent play? Uh, I think he's just getting attuned to the game a bit more and you're starting to see what he did in college where he's finding ways to jump up into the play but also cover himself. Uh, he's, he's not jumping down too low like he was doing before where he'd go behind the net. Um, it's just the little things that he's doing. He's a bit more engaged physically than he was. Um, that pass, that first pass seems a hell of a lot better than it was at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think it's just he's rounded out a bit more. He's found that little edge to get him somewhere quicker. He's found that little edge on his passing plays, and I think he's starting to realize where players go while they're playing as well. Yeah, so like in his last 20 games, he's got five goals, seven assists, and 12 points. In the last two games, he's out, he's, he's had his highest ice time. So last game, he had uh, 26 minutes. The game before that, he was 27 minutes. But this year, he's only got 24 points. So in his last 20 games, he's got 50% of his points. But five out of his six goals that he scored this year in his last 20 games. His offense has actually gotten a lot more. But he's a lot more confident out there. He's not making those um, passes that he was making at the beginning of the year. They were just, for some reason, some of the fan base were glossing over. And they would attack Krug as soon as he makes it. But McAvoy was giving up the puck a lot at the beginning of the year. He seemed to be hesitant on his first pass now he's making those crisp breakout pass um i wouldn't be surprised if he gets more power play time especially with crew possibly uh being injured for a little bit here um to see what he can do they got Krejci back there right now um who, who does a fantastic job on the point to control the power play but maybe for the playoffs you're gonna have to eventually let mcavoy give it a try but it just seems maybe the concussion is finally gone because right. he has been injury plagued, and as someone who's had a concussion, it takes forever to come back. You're you're never a hundred percent even when you do come back. So maybe he got a, the kick in the butt he needed. Yeah, because he's a totally different player. Yeah, my thought on on McAvoy and and his game recently is he's he's I'm going to use the word engage more. Um, he's really meeting the opposition at the blue line instead of having them create space. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Before, before not long ago, he was, it just seemed like when they, when they were crossing the blue line, he was too close to the net. You know what I'm saying? He just wasn't fully involved in the play. But now it just seems like he, when they cross the line, he's almost like right there to to engage. So I, I see a lot more confidence in his game and his defensive abilities, especially his, his offensive abilities have been getting, getting better, as you said, in the stats that you read off court. But I mean, just, I love seeing his all round game. There's, uh, there's no two ways about, you know, picking apart what he's doing. It's everything put together is starting to be really good. And then you can see the confidence and definitely in the minutes that he's getting with, with, with coach Cassidy. So it, it, there's a lot of positive choices. What's that? He's making smarter choices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, his confidence is so much better defensively, and that's when you really need him. Um, and and going into the playoffs with ten games left in the regular season, you really want to have, uh, you know, 
those mainstays like himself and Carlo and Chara be physically ready and 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 have confidence because you never know what's going to happen if somebody Carlo. Yeah, Carlo so, yeah, is, exactly. I don't even want to get it so Carlo. I know, I'm knocking on wood. I'm knocking on anything wood in my stat. office. Crazy stat on, on Carlo. Carlo right now at uh, goals against per 60. He's at 1 1.42 lowest in the NHL with defensemen who have played 1000 plus minutes 5 on 5. He is the best defensive defenseman in the NHL right now. Oh my god, that's I love the numbers. Like he's just he's disgusting. He like last night uh, he looked like Bambi again, but the I, I don't care. The ice was terrible last night. Both sides said it. The ice looked garbage. People were falling down everywhere. And I honestly think Marshan didn't get the penalty call because the ref was just like people are falling everywhere. <laughs> Even though Savard's stick was in his when is his feet. But when the ref wasn't looking, when Collie wasn't looking, and then he turns around and sees him on the ice, he's probably like, you know what? They're just falling everywhere. Yeah. But Carlo, yes, he was on the ice for the goal last night, for Duchesne's goal. But I, that was so not on him. That was so on John Moore deciding, and you know I hate this, to not use the body. He yeah. used his stick. I can't stand it. This is not lacrosse. This is hockey. Use your body. Do not use your stick to check people. It does nothing. All he did was push off. So, um, Duchesne and give him more momentum to go by him. But Carlo was playing the pass because he was like, all right, he's already beat him. I, if, if Carlo goes and engages with Duchesne, then he's giving that pass. And then there, you, no matter what, so he had to play the, the options there. The smart plays that Carlo does, he's no longer, if you remember last year, he was always getting penalties for chipping the puck over the glass. Yep. And he was always giving the puck away. He looks first. He does a lot like what Heinen does because I love Heinen's game. He looks first before he makes that first pass. He's also breaking out with the puck a lot more, and he's got a lot more confidence. He's trying to get more shots. If he works on his accuracy of his shot over the summer, I guarantee he's going to have some offensive upside from his game. He should work with uh, work with Adam Oates. He's getting the chances. He is by far the most improved player on this Bruins roster. By far. Absolutely. Just you brought him up, but I was just like, I found this stat before the game. Like, wow, he's just been unreal this year. Oh, that's a that's a good one. That's a good stat. Because I'm a huge Kyle fan, and coming down to his uh, his contract year, it should be interesting. It should be I interesting what Sweeney does over the off season with all these RFA guys. Anyway, his offensive numbers, Carlos, will hurt him on his renegotiation, and unfortunately, that plays in the Boston Bruins' favor. Right. And and if I'm not mistaken, he does not have arbitration rights. So, because uh, because of the burnt year, I want to. I'll have to because it's his first contract. Okay. Level. Yeah, right. ECLs. Yeah. Uh, moving on to, you know, ECLs and other fill-ins that the Boston Bruins have used so many times this season due to injuries. And just speaking of injuries, before I get into this topic, I just want to pull up the window. Uh, TSN, uh, really, really strong on them, but they're kind of slacking on the, on the information thing. And I can't believe I'm saying that because we do have a, a bunch of Canadians that do listen. And I'm sorry about that, but they still have Yarrow Vekanine. We, we all watch Sportsnet now. Oh, okay. Uh, they, yeah, TSN, the, they have Bob McKenzie, and that's it. The rest of them are just – and Dreger. They still have they still have Vakaninen as is on IR for concussion, even though he's down in Providence playing. But the rest of them are pretty accurate. With David Pasternak still out with a thumb, Kevin Miller upper body injury, 
Johansson, lung contusion, uh, Grizzlick with an arm injury, and Tory Krug, upper body. So, we've learned. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously going through the protocol. But um, the call-ups recently, I'm not going to go through them all, but Paul Carey, I thought, played okay. Um, Solaric's been up and down 95. I'm, I'm sure that that guy needs a gas card by now. Uh, Connor Clifton, I thought he's been playing very well in his in his time with the with the NHL Bruins. Uh, positive future for him. Trent Frederick, another one that I'm high on. I love his face-off numbers. Um, really good asset right there, and yeah. possibly. Ooh, do we have a little controversy here, sir? No, I just don't think he's as good as everybody's making out to be. I, I haven't seen anything that makes me go, "Yep, right now." If I'm Jack Stagnica, I'm looking at all these guys that are playing center. I'm like, yeah, I'm better than them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I do like Trent Frederick's uh, face-off numbers. I'm not saying he's blowing anything away with points. but I just don't think he's strong enough on the puck. It, it, he drives me absolutely batshit crazy out there. Um, and the moving on to the Lee Stepniak um, project. Sure. Don't let that ever happen again, please. Uh, learned your lesson the first time, didn't you? And uh, rounding off Carson Coleman, which I thought he's been – playing well when in his time so uh just the thoughts on these some of the future and some of the veterans that have come through here to um you know the next man up mentality what do you guys think uh out of all of them i think the one probably taking an nhl job next season is coleman because if you look um achari is a ufa this season yeah get rid of him um, if you look at Coleman's game to Achari's game, it's pretty similar. Uh, probably the only difference is the hits. But um, I think they've all played good. I mean, Clifton played amazing once he was sent down to the AHL. Uh, his offensive game just came from nowhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, if no one's seen it, go on YouTube and look up Connor Clifton between the legs, Deke. Yeah, Bruins Network has it on Twitter, and he does great work with the video, so go definitely go check it out. That was just absolute filthy. Silky um, smooth mitts from a defenseman. It just it brought me yeah. back to watching Bobby Orr videos, and I'm not comparing them. I oh, we all not... wish Connor Clifton was taller. Yeah. We all oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So does he. Oh, so, <laughs> oh, poor guy. Such a good he, kid. Um, he, he would be their seventh defenseman next year. Uh, he still might be. He's he's yeah. he's the only one under the call up so far this year that has really impressed me. I know you guys mentioned cool. I I don't see it. I know we're going to talk about Achari, and you're going to hate my take on it because I really think if he takes a year, if he comes back and only takes a year deal, the team will have no problem bringing him back. Oh yeah, yeah. This no is problem. what I mean though. Like Achari won't get a long term contract. No. I guarantee they give him at least a one or two year deal. Because Achari can do do what they need him to do, and they're like, all right, fine. Plus, everyone loves Achari in the room. Yeah, everyone. Like you look at that video where he got his teeth knocked out and his oh, lip yeah. bust, <laughs> and everyone runs up to him and says, like, are you okay? No, they're like, sick. They're sick in their phones in his face. Like they want well, the video. Like McQuaid. They like McQuaid too. It's not. <laughs> oh yeah. I just just don't think any of the guys for that role had played good enough. If 
Acharya has been good this season. Secretly, like a, a really good player. Um, but that's that's the iffy UFA out of everyone. I would say that's probably their last guy to talk to out of expiring contracts. But I mean, the call-ups have been all right. I, I was saying the other day, I'd rather guys stay in Providence and help help them push to the playoffs. Because you got to think about it as well. If they go on a Calder Cup run, that's only experience for the youngsters. Yeah. And they need it. Yeah. Um, Paul Carey, he's done all right in his call-up. He's been here before. I don't get that massive hype around him because he had an okay game. Well, he was with uh, the Providence Bruins before. He was never with the NHL Bruins. No, no, that's what I mean. Okay. He's been in the organization okay. before. I mean, he's, he's skated at preseason for the Bruins, everything. So I, I just think he's very good for the Providence Bruins. He's meh okay for the Bruins. Yeah, I just special. don't get... Yeah, yeah the... I don't get the absolute craziness that as soon as someone is called up, oh my God, why is this guy not playing here? Why is he not doing this? He's, why, he's why? another one that's from Weymouth, Massachusetts. I don't think it's even the Boston connection. I think it's just BC? every time there's a call up, it's that person is now my favorite player. <laughs> right? I hear like the Claire Eric stuff, I'm just like, yeah. seriously, people it get over bores it. the hell out of me. There's people one guy on Twitter that really loves Cole Herrick. Sol yeah. whatever his name is. There's a but, bunch of them. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I like him too, but he's just... Ugh. Did you not hear all the people fighting over the fact that um, Johansson's name is Johansson, not Johansson? Yeah. <laughs> and there was about 300 people on Twitter going, no, it's Johansson because he's from Sweden. No, it's Johansson. I've heard it. But, oh, <laughs> shut up. Seriously. Jesus Christ. It's Johansson. He said it was Johansson, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the thing with these call-ups are they're emergency basis. Usually they go down within the next couple of days. That just shows that guys aren't ready. Um and I think, to be honest, the, there's been so many of them because they don't want to lose anyone to waivers. And they don't want to keep anyone up too long or use too many call-ups on certain players. They just want short bursts out of them, see where they're at, and send them back down. And I, just, and I honestly just think scouting. Cassidy does like Leherrick, but he doesn't do their system. Like, how... I, I bet you he, Cassidy's just frustrated. He's like, how how, how are you not doing what you're supposed to be doing out there? We all have a role. Just do your darn role. Yeah, his neutral zone Tierno was a tough man. You know what the that's crazy thing is? Like, they're trying to win games to get home ice advantage. I'm sorry, people. You keep saying you want goals, but you've got to also prevent goals. Yeah. We have Brad Marchand. We have all the... Like it, it's just frustrating. But the, the Providence Bruins and the Bruins play exactly the same system. Exactly the same way. Against like, lesser against lesser time. Yeah, but I if you look how if you look how the there. lines are set up, it's set up kind of mirroring the NHL. Yeah. So guys are quite similar to what are, what they are on the lines in the NHL. Um and it must be frustrating for Cassidy to see guys that he's coached come up and not be able to 
do what they can do in Providence. So whose fault is that? Is that who's the assistant, assistant coaches in Providence? Who's the coach in Providence? Sorry, Jay Leach. Okay, so is former it defenseman. Is it his fault? I don't believe so. I just I, I think I, I believe I, I, I believe it's people, the... I've seen people blame Cassidy, which makes me just die laughing because that's just every fan base has has the people that are nuts, and I think they're nuts. Do you know um, whose fault it really is? It's the organization's fault because we've gone a, a direction where there is a hell of a lot of youth, and I mean by youth I mean twenty-two or under in Providence. Uh, and then if you look at the guys that they've traded for and signed in the off-season this season, have all been guys 26 or north. I I just don't think they had enough veteran depth down there. I think that is the problem that has happened. We haven't had those guys you can call up, like a Bobby Robbins, like anything like that, where the guy is, he's played in the AHL for 10 plus years knows that knows that he's only going up for a week or so right like, but those that's what they've needed yeah but those types of people those types of players are only on ahl deals so you'd literally have to sign them and and add a contract onto onto your 50-man roster yeah and you're not going to do that yeah you but can't... the bruins are on the bruins at 48 right now um yeah, but you're not going to do it that that your your solution can't be done now no, they just signed Stepniak. Oh, they got forty-six or fifty. Maybe, maybe they don't have leadership, but the problem is, they've just been injured so much. So there's no consistency. There's yeah. nobody developing chemistry because yeah. they're coming up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. But the up, thing down. is, as well, they've had so many injuries down there. Like at the moment, they've got what four defensemen out with injuries. Yeah, a couple of forwards out with injuries. Yep. There's guys playing on the roster like uh, Tanner Pond. Yep. Am I getting that right? I mean, Tanner Pond is an ECHL guy who has had few little stints with Providence. Yeah, because of injuries. Yeah, and I'm not dogging on the guy, but Tanner Pond is like bottom of the barrel when it comes to your AHL organization. Um, Moving on to a better organization and a better player, David Pasternak. When do you guys see him returning? He's finally holding his stick. He's skating. He's practicing. When do you guys see him coming back? Do you see it on the on the road trip, or is it a better idea to rest him for the playoffs? Well, flute or Shinzawa? I don't know if I'm saying that right. You did, sir. Uh, the athletic writer put on Twitter. I think it was this morning or maybe late last night that David Pasternak will travel with the team on the road trip. So that shows some good signs. Whether that's having a happy bubbly guy with you players the whole time or whether that's a fact that he'll play I don't know but um, that would suggest that he's close to coming back like very close so I think he plays on this trip yeah. I 100% think he plays they, they, I, I can't see a guy like that not wanting to get back in the lineup and I can't see Cassidy saying if you want to come back in sure as long as the the trainers say he's good and the docs say he's good. He's coming back in this lineup, and I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. The way Cassidy yeah. was talking makes me think he's possibly playing next game. I think Grizz is going to be back, and I think Johansson's going to be back very soon. Good. No, that's because awesome. They're, they're all practicing next week, according to, according to Cassidy. And the way he made the talk about Pasta makes me think Pasta's going to be any day now. 
Um, thoughts on which line he returns to? Uh, is it obvious the first line? I don't think it's obvious. Uh, maybe if if he's back before Johansson, maybe they put him with Krejci and put uh, Coyle down on the third line. Because Heinen's not going to center the third line. No. So whether you move Heinen down with Krejci, which hasn't been great when he has played with him, um, I'm not 100% sure. I think maybe Pasternak plays with Krejci. I think Rob is right. I think Pasta would go down to Krejci's line just until Johansson gets back. Um, I think Heinen, if he did go down there, probably maybe Butch even tries it, but I do think that the playoff lineup will be a Marshy, Bergey, Pasta, Russ, Krejci, Johansson, Heinen, Coyle, Bacchus, Corrali, Achari, Wagner. And then we'll have... Don't hate it. No. And then we're going to have a guy that possibly, um, just so he, he will go down to Providence first when he's done with his, his job um, in his league that he's playing in now. And if they can bring him up for the playoffs just so he can get some experience when the Providence Bruins are no longer in the playoffs, they might do it. Just so he can be on the road with the boys and get to know them better. But I don't, that, think he's uh, gonna, I don't think he'll play a game. I really don't think he'll play a game. A Sagan-esque player by any chance. <laughs> well, his name is Jack Stagnica, and I don't think yeah. he'll actually play a NHL game with the Bruins. But um, just get possibly. the experience. But yeah, just to be there. Yeah, um, just to see what it's like. like I definitely think he'll play a game, play play for the Providence Bruins. As soon as his, his season's done, he will be on that Providence Bruins hockey club. Uh, that's, that's a 100% guarantee. And I could see the team having him around for the playoffs just to be there. Yeah, as a black ace, and I, I yep. completely agree with that. And we might as we'll, well just we might as well just jump right into that because that was on the topic of agenda. But um, I yeah. had to because I had my list of my team, and then I had Sidnika as my fourth, my fourth, um, my fifth center. Yeah, and I'm like he's he's my spare. Yeah, and I, you're gonna have Klaherik as a spare because you're gonna have as many guys as you want as a spare. There's also another guy you could have as a spare. I think Mark knows where I'm going. Um. I'm taking a short flight. You're not, you're not you're bringing back Coco Gate, flight. are you? Oh, Mother Russia. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Jesus. That, he's not coming back this season. No. Ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Coco Gate. Uh, no. guy's a piece of crap. Just going back <laughs> going back on the whole Sitnika thing, he's he's playing on a very, very potent Niagara Ice Dogs uh, team in the Ontario Hockey League. So uh, I'm expecting those that team to go far. Um, so if he does join anything, I think what he should do is do it appropriately and go right to Providence. And and then if Providence is done, you be the black ace and get the experience on maybe seeing a cup run. Um, but I do not see him playing a game. Uh, from what I've heard and the people that I've talked to around this topic, they said that if he does play he will burn a year of eligibility. Uh, I'm sorry, of his ELC. So now yeah, RFA, I, I RFA numbers are coming faster in a team that shouldn't get bottlenecked with RFAs that we already are, particularly this coming summer. So No doubt in my mind he doesn't play because the college kids, they didn't make a difference as soon as he signed. So that's why JFK played when he played against Washington that one time. Yep. No doubt in my mind that he does not play a game. But he let, does play for the Providence Bruins. That's one hundred percent. But let me add that I'm. This is not a knock on his talent at all. 
I'm not saying that he's not going to be an NHLer in the future, but what I'm trying to say is he should be heavily involved in a role the beginning of next season, depending on where the Bruins want to go with his development. I, I am a strong believer, as you guys know, at least one year in the AHL is beneficial to get the system down pat and you know what's going on before you get called up, i.e. Jake DeBrusque. Perfect example of how to learn the system first and then come in and have a, just an Brad absolute Marchand. rookie season. Brad, I mean, it goes down the list. I mean, you could go right down. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, exactly. All so, did it. But yeah. it could be a short stint um, from not that I have an inside track or I know all these people. I do know the organization, um, the coaching staff, everybody. They think very highly of this kid. Yep. Highly enough that they brought him to China knowing he wasn't going to make this roster just so he could be with the guys on the trip. But the thing the only is, reason he went. every, like, scout insider type person is saying that he is one of the best draft steals. Like, prospect-wise, that isn't playing in the NHL or the AHL. So, I I just think... If he comes into Providence, they put him with, um, oh, what's his name? They uh, they put him with Schwartz. Yeah, Jordan Schwartz. Yeah, they put him on a line with him. Move Schwartz to him, the right side, though. They get him ready. They they show him what it's like to play a rough game, because any time Schwartz is out there, they're playing against the bigger guys on the other team. Yeah. I reckon they show him what it is to play in the NHL or the AHL and they get him ready. And then like you said, if he has to be that black ace during the playoffs, even if he has to play a game. No, I don't like, think he'll play a game. I I I'm one hundred percent positive he will not play a game. The they thing just, is just to be there. From from the Bruins trade in Donato, does that not say to you that if one of the prospects aren't ready. And I mean, there's a bunch of them down there at the moment, defensive and forward. Like, if a prospect isn't ready and isn't showing signs of improvement, the Bruins aren't going to hesitate on moving that guy out. Yeah, and, I still and, think Donato got traded over his... Um, the team having all these kids, but at the same time, his maturity level. And they yeah. were like, we just can't wait for him. Yeah, and, but he, if you show... For, signs of frustration at yourself for being sent down and you're not doing it the way they want you to where if you go down that's to learn you're there to learn you're there to put in the effort yeah not to get back ready yeah but if you go down there and complain and why am i not up in the on the brewing squad why is this guy going up before i go up they're gonna move you out oh i still i still hold on and they made the 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 one hundred percent right right decision when the this the I call him what it is. He's a little punk for two two games in a row taking out his uh, trash and uh, butch two yeah. games in a row. Yeah, shut up. You're just a punk kid. You haven't earned anything to say that just because who your daddy is. I'm sorry. That's just embarrassing. That's embarrassing. His dad probably was embarrassed. You know, he the best thing. Sense. The best thing is. Marshan Bergeron, quite a few guys have said they don't want passengers on the team. Yep. For the last five years. Yeah. We don't want any passengers. Now you've got a guy like Cassidy there. Cassidy is exactly the same thing. 
he won't want a passenger on this team that isn't pulling the weight and doing what they're asked. And if and he tells city. you to do something, you do it. If you don't, you're going back down to learn a lesson. And if you don't exactly. learn your lesson, you're gone. That's how... The thing is, a lot of people watch this as a sport and think, right, this is this is my hobby. Like, I like watching this sport. But they're professionals. This is their job. Like, if you're told to do something at your job, you do it. If you have a problem with it, you go to the person in charge and you have it out with them. You and don't... Then, and then they turn around and find somebody it. else to do your job at a cheaper rate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So... This is a hockey club that has Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasta. Sorry, Donato. They don't care. Right. They don't need you, man. And for those out there that were that somehow were drunk enough to believe that Donato, you build your franchise around a player like Donato, sorry. Yeah, like you can't sign all. Sure, you're not kids. saying that like, now. Do people ever look at like cap friendly before they have these conversations? No. And look? Nobody nobody researches fit? before they spew their shit. You know that. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see what he gets paid by Minnesota next season. Yeah, and watch, because, him, watch him get a bridge deal. <laughs> but the thing is, if he gets like 2.5... Then... Probably get more. But that's the thing. Like, If he's getting Charlie Coyle money, you would much rather have Charlie Coyle than him. I'm sorry. At least I would, definitely. But we don't... So here's the way I look at it. We didn't need him. Where was he going to fit? Where was he going to play? No Good way. point. Providence. You um, should have sent him down to the ECHL and then made him bitch even more. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just to think about the crying he'd do down there when the league oh, that pretty God. much predominantly fights all the time. Yeah, I think he'd get destroyed. Yeah, me too. Um, real quick, let's punch through these uh, last couple. Uh, Krug, out long term or just the concussion protocol? Uh, well, he's not traveling with the team when they go so they'll be back in know. seven days that's why yeah yeah maybe maybe he's out a week he looked maybe. fine in the box yeah so uh he's probably back for the next home game yeah, yeah I think just protocol yeah uh marshan playing really well stepping up um a lot of good things to see from him and and continued leadership on that top line with uh, with Bergeron, pretty much making everybody better that plays with them. Uh, just thoughts on him this season, um, refraining from the old, uh, you know, Berger. I mean, Marchand type, but really, really, yeah, really, really getting it done. Uh, he's just he's got his confidence back. Uh, I think that's the main thing. I. When Pasternak went down and Heinen came up, at first it looked like he was trying to babysit a bit. I think now he has more confidence in Heinen to do his job. Like, he doesn't have to cover anyone, so the confidence is back, and he's just he's playing unreal. Well, right now, he's at his highest point total ever in the history of his NHL career. Um, he is... Uh, so he's got 87 points in 71 games. In his last 20 games... He's got 12 goals, 19 assists, and 31 points. That's crazy. 10 penalty minutes, 7 power play goals, 2 shorthand goals, 3 game-winning goals, and 2 overtime-winning goals. <laughs> Clutch. He's got 30 power play points this year, highest in his career. He's um, the ninth player in NHL history with 15 career OT winners. He Whoa. is unreal this year. He is not playing 
the way that frustrates the crap out of me and makes me think that he, he shouldn't be on this team. He's playing like a leader. He's playing with respect. He is not going out there and doing all those things. And a lot of people are like, well, he needs to do those things to play better. Well, that just goes to show you it's wrong. He's having his best year in his career this year. Let me let me ask you both right now. Heartworthy nominee? Uh, this year, I don't think so. But maybe if it was a different kind of year, yeah. I don't think they could ever he could ever be in the conversation. Okay. I, Just solely I, based on what he's done in right, his career. Right. And it's it's And if Bergeron never be gets McDavid. hurt if Bergeron never gets hurt, no, it's Kucherov. Um but if Bergeron never gets hurt, then he is the uh I think he wins the hard trophy. But I think Kucherov wins the hard trophy, like without even a, a hesitation in my voice. So so like, he, he even he's just stupid. Like that guy's just I don't know, man. So even even yeah. putting aside Marchand's past, but but focusing just on this on this season, still no. no. I, I know Kucherov no. is gonna is gonna be just wrapping everything up, but still. I just have a feeling if no one has an amazingly outstanding year, and the Oilers haven't managed to put a playoff team together, Connor McDavid will win it. Unless they make the playoffs, he doesn't make the playoffs. He doesn't get yeah, the yeah. trophy. That's what I mean because the guy the guy plays unreal uh, for the fact that he has the He's most poo the most poo poo team ever. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to swear, Court. I know you've dropped one this. this no, show, I know. I, I, I did. I did. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, I dropped the me. the S word. I had this certain S word before. Yeah, that was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> How could you confuse uh, our, our accents, my friend? Well, you all sound the same. Oh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, you guys were fired up even in the pre-show. I was, I was like, that, this is great. This has been uh, two weeks of building up. That was my Donald Trump impression. Right oh, it was terrible. <laughs> you, you guys over there all sound the same, don't we? All right, and... Uh, uh, Good on both sides. Good on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, since we haven't had a show in two weeks, uh, seventh player award predictions. Are we still? I, I'm still on Wagner. Uh, has anything changed for you guys? Uh, uh, still Brandon Carlo. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I've jumped ship. All right, so we I do have a change. Carlo's just nothing changes. Like it, it's like he's playing the same game every every night. And it's on easy mode for him. But I expected him to do unreal. it. But I think the problem is the the voters don't. The fact that Charlie McAvoy won last year just tells me that Carlo wins this year. Yeah. Because if we're going mm-hmm. by expectations, then it should be Halak. No one expected yeah. to do this. Yeah, but a and fan vote is so different. Then Wagner, and then maybe even Corrali, because it shouldn't go to guys that you expect to play to what they're supposed to do. You know, Carlo's done some unbelievable things this year, but it's a fan vote, right? Yep. Yeah. When McAvoy won last year, I was like, what the... Like, I literally was like, what the... I don't understand. Like, how did you not expect him to play well? People, like, got the Sagan t-shirts out and wrote McAvoy across it. Next it up with electrical tape and... Yeah. It's, just, it's almost embarrassing, this seventh player award. And you I, know, I, there's I made thousands the... of fans out there that, like, when the game comes on, they shut all the blinds, close them, <laughs> all the curtains, and they're right, right, it's safe. 
at the Sagan jersey out. Come on, <laughs> let's watch the game. Oh, Jesus. Like, you know this happens. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, I've still got my Blake this. Wheeler jersey. Don't you worry. And uh, <laughs> the, 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 last, <laughs> the last one for me, and to end the show, I, I just got to bring it up, is um, the playoff structure. Is it time for a change, or do you guys really enjoy this? And Because for me, personally, I, I'd like to see a change. For the fact that it's, you know, let's see something different. I mean, we've seen the Torontos, and I love the matchups. I really do, but it's just, come on. I, I, I want to go back to one verse eight, and that should be discussed in this new CBA. I want something different to all of you guys. Obviously. <laughs> What's um, that? Here in, in football, like what is actually football played with the feet, um, we have a thing where in a cup like in a cup format it's a random draw so in your conference you get randomly drawn against someone else and i think that would be good wow that's because yeah. you could see an, Jesus. you could see an absolutely insane matchup in round 1 someone easy get through and it makes it completely up in the air and it makes if betting really is coming to NHL where it's getting serious, it makes it a hell of a lot better for them as well. Wow. So. See, we can bet here in Canada. So I don't even understand this whole, like, if betting's coming here. You can bet well, on is, hockey yeah. in Canada. Well, we can bet on it here, but America seems to have a different opinion. No, you, U.S. is legalizing <laughs> betting, too. Yeah. Well, or at least I, I, at least Massachusetts is. We're going yeah. to be able to do, like, what Canada does. You can go to a convenience store. And pick up like a lotto ticket and a, a sports bet ticket. Yeah, we call it pro line. There you go. Oh, I have like it where I live is like a very small town, and we have six betting shops where it's just for betting, and all you do is go in and put a bet on, and then come out, and they're the most pointless shops ever. <laughs> Don't understand it. See, we have those shops, and they're called weed shops. Well, where, where, yeah. where you go and. <laughs> Walk around and you know <laughs> the grocery store. Exactly. <laughs> we we don't have them. Yeah, I, I just want to see something different. I just I love seeing Toronto and everything, but it just seems like it's lining up to be Toronto and Tampa Bay, and then you know it's like, what happened to you know, whole division play and blah blah blah. Yeah. So you want you want one versus eight. I want to go back to the seven. old style. I'm an old style kind yeah. of person. Yeah, I want to see one verse eight. I want to get rid of the wild card thing because this was this whole wild card thing was brought on by how successful it was in another sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is a sport that's boring. Out yeah, there. so Fan base, stupid. You can, Just you because it's successful, baseball. yeah, God, baseball's boring. I don't get the the raw thing because regulation overtime win. Yeah, yeah, but I don't get how that affects it because you've won either way. Like I get that the three on three and the shootout is a well, they're just they're rewarding the teams gimmick, that got the majority of their points, but, not yeah. the time that they won them in regulation. They should just do it by goal difference. Yeah, uh, you can't because then the Toronto Maple Leafs look at them. Then again, they're they're biting the big one, but they're exactly. They're just they're, yeah, but that's only if there's a teams. draw on. That's only if they're like in the same place on the same points as someone else. Yeah, but the fact that the Leafs and the Bruins are playing in the first round and they're both in the top five in the league is an embarrassment. Yep, agreed. Absolutely. It sucks, man. It really sucks. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Leaf moment, fan, and I think it sucks for Leaf fans. If they play like I can't wait to watch night. Dangles 
Dangle's video today. Oh, I know. Okay, so... It's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> he was like the tweets. He was saying he he thanked the Boston Bruins for their yeah. uh, their first round playoff win over the Leafs. Yeah. He said <laughs> he last night. That was awesome. It was congratulations <laughs> on your first round win, Boston. Uh, I saw it and I was like, hang on, we're not in the playoffs yet. And then I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, you, your team's poo poo. Well, <laughs> but uh, speaking of that, we'll end the, the show on a positive note with the teams pooping. So, I mean, Toronto pooping. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, anyway, thank you very much for listening. We apologize for my internet interruptions last week we couldn't do a show sorry for the inconvenience um but please give Just us a stay follow away from the porn mark Just i know stop the porn is killing your computer i know it's oh, all these freaking eight screens with porn everywhere it's just, it's just a mess but anyway um thank you for listening what have I joined? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening uh we're gonna be doing these weekly through the playoffs so uh jump on board suggest to a friend uh, share our program. Um, also want to let everybody know that if, if you'd like to write and uh, would like to join our team, we are growing. So send me an email, blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com. You're welcome to uh, send me an email with some some uh, previous writing examples and, and a little bit about yourself, and, and we'll get you on board as soon as possible because we are growing and we want to get more people involved uh, before we start next season, which will probably be a very big year for us here at the black and gold production. So, um, court, thank you, Rob. Thank you again. We both are uh, class acts and, and just unbelievable co-hosts. So, um, we will let you go now and talk to you and more Bruins next week. So hopefully it's a good week. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, get these three games, uh, next week against the Islanders, the devils and the Panthers out of the way, earn those points, stay in front of Toronto and, uh, try to get that home ice advantage. So, until then, we will talk and uh, be safe. Take care and happy St. Fatty's Day. If you're doing it, doing it safely. I know you're probably listening to this way past the time of St. Fatty's Day, but regardless. Get a taxi. Yes, get a taxi. No drinking and driving. Have fun. Peace out, everybody. Go bees. Green beers, curse. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at blackandgold277, at Court Lalonde, and at Rob40Bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.